eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Fly the W podcast. This is season one. It is episode eight. We are calling this one the Law of Averages. And something we promised you from the very first day of this podcast was looking at the youth, the up-and-comers, if you will. So right now we are fortunate enough to have recorded an interview with the Smokies play-by-play man, Mick Gillespie. And here's that segment right now. Next up on the Fly the W podcast, I am joined by the play-by-play voice of the Cubs AA affiliate Tennessee Smokies, Mick Gillespie. How are you, Mick? Hey, I'm great. How about you? Uh, we're doing we're doing great. You know, the Cubs are uh, looking to sweep the Braves, so that's a nice turnaround from a 10-game losing streak. Yeah, I know. How how crazy is it? 23 years since a team that had lost 10 or more games beat a team that had won 10 or more games to end a losing streak, right? So that happened on Friday. And, and you go back, and I mean, it's like 23 years ago, the Phillies and the, uh, well, the Phillies and the Brewers, I think. And then now this happens with the Cubs. It's kind of surprising just because of how good Atlanta has been playing. But you know what? The Cubs – um, they're tough to beat at Wrigley and you know what, they, they're going to win the series and who knows, maybe they sweep the Braves. Now the, uh, right now the Tennessee Smokies are in second place, correct? With a 32 and 30 record behind uh, rocket city. So it seems like the season's been going pretty well. Yeah. We're out of it in the first half. Now we, we've lost, uh, five straight, no six straight. So it's just kind of bad timing, lost some extra inning games. Uh, the, the, you know, the organization promoted some of our best players to AAA Iowa. And so it's, it's definitely hurt the team, but it's a good team. Uh, Michael Ryan is the manager of the club, former twin and not to play for some other teams, but great guy, great, great manager, fun to be around, um, a breath of fresh air. And so, um, it's been a really good season. And we've seen some prospects. You know, the, the Cubs system is definitely a lot stronger now than it was uh, a couple years ago. And uh, hopefully the second half for the team will look like the season did up until six games ago. 
Now, question for you. You were there. One of the big bright spots for the Chicago Cubs this season has been Christopher Morrell. And, you know, he was tearing it up for the Smokies. And then all of a sudden, boom, he's in Chicago, skips AAA entirely. Uh, what did you see when he was down there? I couldn't figure out if he was going to be Alfonso Soriano or Junior Lake. You know, like I, I kind of saw this guy last year who had this amazing ability, great body, could hit for power. Um, but mentally just wasn't very sharp as far as understanding the rules of the game. He'd get thrown out stealing in the wrong spots. You know, to be down a run in the ninth with two outs and he's getting thrown out at second. I mean, I don't know if that happened, but it would be stuff like that, you know, like where you're going, what's going on? It'd be at third though. It wouldn't even be at second. You know, um, a lot of times I felt like he was just, you know, kind of, uh, mentally not ready to, to, to be in double A last year. And I was curious to see, you know, how that would translate this year. And honestly, from the very beginning of the season, he just seemed a lot more mature. Uh, they, the, the Cubs were trying to get him to just slow down a little bit and be, you know, play the game a little bit slower because he does play at such a high rate of speed. You know I mean? Like he, he's just a, a really athletic guy. And, um, and then all of a sudden we're in Birmingham and he's playing center field. And I'm like, you know, I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, I haven't seen that many mess ups, uh, the, the, the boneheaded, you know, mental mistakes. And I'm now I'm seeing this guy make great plays in the outfield. He's getting better every game. He's more locked in. Like last year, he'd be in the outfield and someone would hit a line drive and he, I don't know what he was doing, but it, he would not pay attention and the ball would go over his head and it, and it would be like an extra base hit, you know? So he, he just started to figure all of that stuff out. He played a great center field in, in that series against Birmingham. And then he was hitting, and he was hitting with power. Uh, at the beginning of the season, he didn't hit with much power, but he was having good at-bats. You know, he wasn't getting himself out. He was putting the ball in play. He was getting hits. And then he goes to the big leagues. And if, if I'm going to be honest with you, I didn't think he would stay up there that long. But you know what? He has uh, exceeded expectations. And I think the biggest thing that has helped him has just been having a mentor who speaks Spanish, who he can look up to, and Wilson Contreras, and who's not afraid to say, hey, man, we don't steal in that spot. Or you've got to be in this position. Or uh, what was it? The game that they ended the, the losing streak. You know, Willie says, hey, don't swing at the stuff low. Look for something high and just get it in the air. All you're trying to do is get the guy in from third. The thing about Morrell is that he's a great athlete and he's good enough to do that. And so um, it's been wonderful. And, and then the, on the other side of things, personally, he's one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. Oh. Uh, I've, I've never <laughs> seen a guy hug more than anyone else. I mean, he's, he hugs everybody, your team, their team, the fans, you know. Uh, he's just so happy to be around the game. Uh, he's a lovable guy. And I hope this continues. Yeah, he still he uh, he dabs the umpires. I mean, it's just crazy. He's just <laughs> such a fun guy, and and the smile and the what is it, twenty two game on base hits uh, on base streak. I mean, he's just you know in a tough year. Sometimes you look for some of these uh, good stories. Now you you do have a, a good team down in Tennessee. The depth in the system is starting to really show. Uh, and the pitching that you guys have is very interesting. You have Burl Calloway, who was the Cubs' second-round pick at 2020. How's this season been looking so far? Uh, he's been up and down. You know, he's got good stuff. I, I think the biggest problem that we've seen with a lot of the pitchers that the Smokies have is finding consistency throwing strikes, uh, and that includes him. 
you, you know, like you, you can't get to the big leagues if you don't throw strikes and no matter how good your stuff is. And, you know, there's been a lot of walks um, during this losing streak. And, um, you know, the, the game looks the same at every level. You know, you throw strikes, you put the ball in play, and then you make the plays and get them out, right? And so, um, you know, I'd say that for any of these guys that the Cubs have throwing strikes, it starts there. And, and that's been a difficult challenge for a lot of the pitchers that we've had on the team here lately. Anderson, we saw Anderson Espinosa for a little bit, which was interesting. We got him uh, in the, from San Diego in the Jake Marisnik deal last year. Uh, he had a, he's had a really interesting path to uh, the major league, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, he missed a lot of time with uh, two Tommy John surgeries. And then, of course, uh, 2020, we didn't have a season. Uh, another guy that has trouble throwing strikes and he's on the 40 man roster. And I think that's why you saw him, you know, and I think that he's one of those guys that if he doesn't throw more strikes, the Cubs are going to have to make a decision on, you know, him or somebody else, because they're at a season right now where they need people that can come up and help uh, immediately. So uh, I was glad to see he got an opportunity in the major leagues and he actually pitched better there than he has for the Smokies. So, um, you know, for him, it's consistency and throwing strikes. He, he made his start a couple of days ago and didn't get out of the second inning, walked a lot of batters. And so, uh, you know, and, and gave up some hits and some home runs. I, I'm, I'm just curious. I, I, I don't know what the future is going to be for him. And I think that the, the problem that him and some of these other guys have is that the Cubs system is getting a lot stronger and there's only 40 spots on the 40 man. So if you don't perform, somebody's going to take that spot. They're going to need someone that they can bring up and help the team out now uh, because of the injuries and everything else. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And one of those good pitchers that you talked about, young pitchers, Ryan Jensen, uh, who yeah. was the Cubs' first-round pick in 2019. He throws the ball so hard into that two-seam fastball. I mean, just an amazing pitcher. Look, I, I like him a lot. And, and he, to me, can be a very good major league pitcher. Uh, he throws with velocity. Nothing is straight. Uh, I like his body build. You know, he's just kind of a really thick-legged, armed guy, big hands, you know. He throws easy. The Cubs took him out of the rotation for the Smokies, and they sent him to the development list, which I think is a brilliant idea. When guys are struggling uh, and they consider him prospects, instead of watching them struggle week after week, throwing strikes, and with him it was, in my opinion, and I don't know this from them, but I just watched him pitch in double a i'm it's repeating his delivery you know like he's all over the place sometimes and even though he's got good stuff uh he walks a lot of batters too and so they sent him to i guess arizona to work on that and then he's gonna pitch today we'll see him today but the 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 first time back was in this series and he looked absolutely awesome it was the best i've ever seen him he pitched two innings uh, more compact, hit the ball, and then all of a sudden it just jumps on you at 97. The breaking ball was good, too. So I, I, I'm guessing that if, if this continues, he's someone that you could see in the major leagues sooner than later. I, I think he's also, for Cubs fans, someone that you should be pretty excited about. And, and one of my favorite guys that you guys have down there, you haven't seen a lot of him. He got called up May 10th uh, from the South Bend Cubs, but Max Bain, uh, how's he doing yeah, Max has been okay. I'm still trying to find himself in this league. You know, it's it's hard to move from A ball to double A and 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 be consistent. But yeah, um, you know, he's hung he's hung in there, and uh, you know, hopefully, we'll get to see more of him, and and he'll have some success. Now, speaking of success uh, in the infield, you got uh, Bryce Ball, who was acquired in the Jock Peterson trade, and after struggling last year, seems to be doing a lot better this year. What changes have you noticed with Bryce Ball? 
I like Bryce. Big guy, plays first base. Um, he's a great defender. I think he's a great defender. Not as good as Rizzo, but he's just a big target. He makes the plays. Uh, I, he's been kind of cold lately, but I've seen him hot as well. You know, someone asked, was asking me about him yesterday. I just like him. Look, I, I just like a big as a guy that used to play third base, uh, obviously not in the professional ranks, but, <laughs> you know, you just want someone just throw the ball over there and let him catch it. Right. And that's what he does. You know, he's just a big target. And when he's doing his thing at the plate, he gets a lot of hits. He makes contact and he has really good at bats. It's he's been platooning a lot with Matt Mervis in the field. And with that, I think that it's kind of, and this is just me watching every day. I think that that's really disrupted what he's used to. I think he's he's a guy that wants to play the field every day. He just plays better when he does. But you got two guys that you're developing, and both guys are really interesting prospects. I like Mervis a lot as well. And so the way that you do it, does the same that way that we saw it when Kyle Schwarber and Wilson Contreras were in the minor leagues with the Cubs, is that you go back and forth. Uh, one guy will catch one uh, one day and one guy will catch the other, you know, and then the other guy DHs. So that's pretty much the rotation that we've seen. But I like ball, you know, and <laughs> When, when he's hot, he's as tough of, his, uh, of an out as anyone I've seen. And then also drives in a lot of runs as well. He's an intimidating figure when he gets up there at 6'6". Uh, I, I'm glad that the Cubs finally have some first-base prospects. You know, for years, uh, and I don't know why they did this, but it was a big criticism of mine is that you would, you would go into the season with no first baseman. You know, right. so backup catchers would play first. And you're trying to develop guys like Luis Vasquez, who's the smoky shortstop and a guy who's going to play in the big leagues just because he's great defensively, solid, makes all the plays. Uh, but it's it, you got a catcher at first base. They're not equipped to be able to help you out on the high throw uh, or, or dig the ball out. And I get it. The Cubs had Anthony Rizzo. Um, but you trade Rizzo and you have absolutely no one in your system that can come up and kind of take that next spot, you know. So um, right now there's some guys that play first base, Ball and Mervis and, you know, who knows who else. But I just feel like having that person at first base, it's an underrated defensive position, position but it's going to help everyone else on, you know, on the infield make their plays. And it's definitely a strength of the Smokies and the Cubs AA affiliate. Yeah, Mervis is just flying through the system. Uh, over at third base, you have Chase Strumpf, who was the 2019 second-round pick, and, uh, you know, another interesting prospect high on a lot of people's list. Chase has hit for a ton of power this year, and when he was drafted, you know, the word was, hey, this is a contact guy, and I figured he would be a, a, an average hitter, you know, like a batting average hitter, not averages in, like, 250, but averages in, like, you know, I don't know, 310 and put the ball in play. And, and the weird thing is, is that really that hasn't been him. He's been like a guy that hits a lot of home runs and, and some really long home runs and some big home runs. Um, he's hit for a lot of power and he's the cleanup batter for the Smokies uh, now, you know, as of late. So uh, I like that about him. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The other thing is, and this is a big compliment, is that it's been a struggle at times in double A for Strumpf, but you wouldn't know by the way that he plays the field, whether it's been third base or second. He is 
really solid. And that's been one of the trademarks of this Cubs organization lately is that the guys play good defense, and he's one of them. He plays excellent second base. He's good at third. And no matter how that he struggled at the plate, his defense has stayed really consistent. Now, one thing that a lot of Cub fans like to do is kind of see, you know, the pieces that we got for the big trades when you talk about Bryant right. and Rizzo. And you have one of those in Tennessee when you when we talk about Alexander Canario, who was acquired along with Caleb Killiam in the Chris Bryant trade. Yeah. What are you seeing out of Canario so far? I like Canario. Is, is he ready for double A? No. But is he in double A? Yes. You know, and the reason I say that is the slider middle away is kryptonite to him. Uh, he's going to have to learn how to lay off of that pitch or spot it a little bit earlier. With that said, he's got power to all fields. He can run. He plays really good defense. He's got a good arm. Um, you know, the strikeouts have been up and the batting average has been low. And, you know, he doesn't walk enough for me. But you can see it there. He's he's a young kid. I, I think I was looking at it yesterday and he was born in the year 2000. You know, that's kind of funny to think of, right, that, that we're, we're calling games and the guy was born in 2000. But – um, he's, he's a great prospect. I don't think the Giants wanted to get rid of him. I, I, I think he's going to eventually contend for a spot in the Cubs outfield. And when I look at the Cubs roster right now at the major league level, I see a lot of guys that are going to be out of work because of the Cubs prospects that are heading that way. And I put Canario as a guy that eventually will figure out the slider middle away uh, and will just continue to get better. When he figures that out, you'll see him in Chicago. And then also in the outfield, you got Cole Roeder, who uh, was called up May 10th with uh, Max Bain. How's he doing so far adjusting to double-A ball? Yeah, I, I don't know. Look, I, I like Cole's. You know, I think that it will eventually come together for him. But I don't know if he's in double-A if he's not a second-round pick. You know, the, the, when they put money into you, you get promoted, right? And so he's got to grow into the spot. Right. He, he's got to put the ball in play. He's got to get some hits. He's got to walk. He's got to get on base. His defense has been good and he's a good athlete. Um, and that's the challenge. And that's not a knock on him. That's just the challenge of being someone that they invest money into. Right. That they want to see you get up there and, you know, you you're putting the, the scouting department's uh, name on the line when they sign you that early. So uh, we really haven't seen him do a whole lot yet. I mean, he's batting around 200 with no power, but that could all change in, in the blink of an eye, you know, and I don't have a big enough sample size yet to say, hey, this guy can do this or can't do this. Uh, I just know by looking at his numbers from the, you know, the, the South Bend team and where he is right now, that they're just moving him up the ladder and he's going to eventually have to do the thing that they want to see him do or, um, you know, or he's going to be stuck. So hopefully that, that happens sometime soon. I got to tell you, Mick, one of the joys I would always get from spring training was listening to you and Len call a game because Len Casper, because it just seemed like the two of you were having so much fun. Do you still keep in touch with Len Casper at all? Yeah, I love Len. I enjoy doing those games. Um, you know, it, I, I miss the webcast. I think a lot of you guys miss the webcast as well. And I, I don't, honestly, I don't even know why we don't do the webcast anymore. I mean, it was special that the Cubs would get every single game on the radio for you guys to listen to, whether it would be, uh, well, you know, whether it be Pat and Ron doing their games on the score or us doing them on the webcast. But um, you know, things changed when Marquee came and, um, you know, and hopefully everybody has Marquee now and eventually maybe we can do the webcast again, too. So because they don't cover all the games, but it was just fun, like kind of following every single Cubs player 
throughout the entire spring training process. And the, the thing about Cubs fans is that they care a lot about knowing like what we're doing right now. Hey, you know, who's this guy and who's that guy? It goes back to when I was a kid and I would watch, you know, uh, WGN with Harry and Steve and you'd hear Harry talking about it, you know, like almost kind of making jokes about like who's the next Cubs prospect. But we've been talking about guys for a long time. I remember uh, Harry and those guys telling us that this guy named Greg Maddox was going to be pretty good or uh, Mark Grace or Damon Barry Hill, you know? <laughs> so I, I, I really miss doing the webcast and I do keep up with Len uh, a lot. You know, I mean, I don't talk to him every day anymore, but um, you know, I definitely uh, love Len and, and honestly, I, you know, I like what they're doing now too. You know, Len moved on to the White Sox and, uh, you know, for a lot of us, that's kind of like enemy territory. So we've had to kind of, you know, move on with, uh, you know, with with the, the next guy and, and the next guy's really good, too. And that's Boog Shambi. And, um, you know, and so the Cubs did a good, you know, they got a good guy there as well. Now, for Cub fans who have never been to see a Tennessee Smokey game down in Smokey Stadium, talk to me about it. Why, why, why would people want to go to see the Tennessee Smokies? What's what's going on down there? Well, it's America's friendliest ballpark. And, and they take that, you know, seriously. Like our owner is uh, Randy Boyd. He's also the president at the University of Tennessee. He's just a great person. And so the attitude there is they just want you to have a, you know, really enjoyable experience. And, um, and so I, it's, it's a special place in, in that aspect. Um, you know, the price of things is a lot less than you would pay at a big league park like Wrigley. So, it, you know, it's it's I guess for folks that, you know, are, are on a different kind of budget, it's it's uh, way more affordable as well. But the other part of it is that because you don't have like the draw of the players and, you know, believe it or not, if it's not Chris Bryan or Javi Baez, um, if it's not a major mega prospect, people really don't care who's in the uniform. They're there to see what's going on in between innings. Uh, they're ready to get a beer special or, you know, some kind of uh, promotion. Like we're having uh, – got my Grateful Dead four-peak shirt on. I got this Ooh. in spring training. But we're, we're having a Grateful Dead night on July 16th and uh, special Grateful Dead-themed jerseys and a band that's playing and, you know, this really cool poster and all that. Uh, we've got uh, this week, if you remember the movie, um, the, the Rookie of the Year, remember Henry Rowan Gardner? Like he's going to be there Saturday. It's his bobble de- bobblehead and arm day. And then uh, he'll sign autographs and do all of that stuff too, you know? So um, it, it, it's, it's more theme based than it is like based on the, the games themselves, just because of the nature of it. But I, it's a great stadium. Uh, the people are nice. And then the, the guys, our team plays baseball the right way they play really hard and they're fun to watch uh and this is kind of something that started last year there were some years where i felt like the cubs organization not only did they not win a lot of games but the effort just wasn't there and it was hard for someone that's a veteran like me and part of you know part of what makes me me is I've been doing this long enough where I can tell you what I really think. You know, I don't, I don't have to, no one's coming into my booth and saying, Hey, I, I need you to do this or need you to do that. You know, I just try to tell it like it is. And there was some years where it was really disappointing to see where the Cubs minor league system was and the effort that you would get every day. And that stopped last year. I got to tell you last year, even though they didn't win a lot of games, you saw a lot of really young prospects that were playing the game the right way that gave a crap and went out there and busted their tail. They didn't win, but they played hard. And then that kind of has continued this year. 
so I give Jed Hoyer a lot of credit and, and, and his people on where they're taking the organization because it, it, it needed a good wash and it's gotten it. And so you're going to get to see that as well if you come down. So maybe get a bobblehead doll, maybe drink a beer, uh, get a good beer special going. And, and, you know, you're not, you're not paying, you know, your entire week's check to do it. Yeah. You got taco Tuesdays, all you can eat Wednesdays <laughs> and thirsty Thursdays. Yeah. I don't need much more Mick. Plus the Brennan mm-hmm. Davids bobblehead on August 14th. Mick, I really appreciate you jumping on for anyone that wants to kind of follow you. Where would be the best place to check out your stuff? Yeah, look, I'm on Twitter, although I'm not there a whole lot. Like, I'm not a huge Twitter guy. I just, I'm not, but I'm on there at Broadcaster Mick. Uh, but yeah, you can check us out uh, at SmokiesBaseball.com. Every single game is on there and on the Sports Animal in Knoxville. We're on probably the best uh, sports station in minor leagues. It has to be because it's a big time station and we're on every single night. People listen to our broadcast. So we're pretty proud of that. Um, and if you listen to our games, you know what? I, I, I'm not going to have Chris Bryant, Javi Baez, or anybody that you probably ever heard of before, but we're going to have a good time. And I promise you, you're going to be entertained. We're, we're an old school, you know, Jack Buck, Harry Carey, um, you know, Ernie Harwell type of call. So it's a lot different than what you got today uh, at the major league level in some markets. But I promise you, you're going to have a good time if you check us out. I appreciate you joining the Fly the W podcast, Mick. And as a fellow Cub fan and deadhead, I wish you well. And we will do this again in the future. And look, I'm going to be at Wrigley for the, the, the dead shows next weekend. So if oh, you see me out company. there, yeah, I'm going to be there at Wrigley. It's a, it's a bucket list thing. If you see me, buy me an IPA or, you know, maybe hook me up some way. But I'm going to be near the stage. So uh, anybody that's going to be there, we'll be flying the W and uh, also uh, – you know, flying the, uh, the the steal your face logo. Hey, it, great to talk to you, man. Love it. Take care, Mick. All right. See you now. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.